wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today for this week's episode, episode 248. Really getting through the numbers here. Going up the numbers. I will... I have slowed down a bit in my production. Um, you know, during the height of the pandemic, I was doing like three episodes a week, really. Maybe it was just a lot of crazy pent-up energy. I was interviewing a lot of people that I felt were troubled. <laughs> um, I, you know, hey, just reaching out. I don't know. It was before I made friends. I don't have... I didn't really have a lot of friends in comedy before the pandemic. And honestly, uh, I don't have a lot of friends afterward either. But the ones I have made, I feel, are special. Uh, are, like, true, fr- true real-life friends, not, like, social media friends. You know what I mean? Not like this cheap version of friendship we have now that is just simply another check mark on your virtual bedpost. You know what I mean? It's not, not just a, a pile of data that you're helping some corporation collect because you happen to fall under my followers, which means you're part of my algorithm, and so on and so forth. So follow me on Twitter, everybody. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Get my numbers up so the algorithm, you know, the more people whose data you can steal, the more they let you be seen by people so you could steal their data see see how that works you gotta get the the data the data is the thing that's all that this is about data is the the oil i guess the oil of big tech right data oil is um you know and they're they're drilling for it they're drilling for it through our souls right they're they have these phones They've made these apps, these social media apps that are designed by psychologists to operate on our base instincts, right? That's why they use the color red. That's why that's why the people who've designed these things, the people who've designed Facebook, Twitter, you name it, Instagram, all of them, they don't let their kids use this stuff. You know, they know it's dangerous because they made it. They made it. I mean, even gun manufacturers, I think, feel safer with their guns around kids than these people, you know what I mean? Like they, cause it is true though. Cause a gun, you can teach somebody gun safety. You can teach them that, but it, an app that's designed to operate on your lizard brain, there's not much you can do about that. You know what I mean? You can hope for the best. You can hope that there's a benevolent, um, force behind the algorithm. Imagine if we had an algorithm, that was really for the greater good, right? That it wasn't—it wasn't about making people angry or getting clicks or getting attention or get, you know, the basest of human instincts. What if it was actually about patience? What if it was actually—I don't know. I mean, I don't really even understand how this could happen, right? Because conceptually, the whole thing is about likes and attention or whatever. And I don't know. What if there was just some other thing, like instead of giving someone a like, which is so momentary and just like so instantaneous and just doesn't really mean anything but it's just a number you're collecting right you're just collecting collecting like what if you could give them like a seed or something i don't know some kind of seed that grows you know and ultimately and you can decide to water it and grow it i don't i'm like oh yeah rojan's crazy crazy rojan talking about some kind of plant economy or something what is he talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is he even talking what did you doesn't even make any sense what do you do yeah, so we're all just gonna have seeds and give each other seeds on social media that doesn't even make I, I don't know man i don't know man i'm not uh i studied psychology but i'm not a psychologist you know i'm not a technologist i don't know about any of this i just i all i know is that the people who've made these things themselves say that they've um they weren't going for the higher instincts of people right they weren't going for the top of the of the intelligence of the user base they're going for the bottom they're going for the emotional response they were going for that's why there's so much you know uh people just like that's why it's just like animals 
right? Or politics, race, you know, just really divisive things or really emotional things. Babies do well. You know what I mean? It's things that are either cute, uh, funny, or make you angry. These are the things that they, they, they want to know. They want to know what you like and don't like. They want to know. Who is they? Oh, the operators of these algorithms. Why? Because they're collecting data on your behavior. Why? Because they want to create demographic categories for everybody. They want to take all the data and figure out what your behavior is so they could use it to sell you stuff. And that's like at the nicest possible level, right? The The most friendly level of all this data collection is like, oh, well, we see that you're really into cars and so we're gonna just you know we're gonna show you the next available car all the cars you look at you like cars you love cars you say cars 10 10 times an hour yeah we can hear through your phone we can tell that you love cars we can tell you're in your car all the time and then you make vroom vroom noises even while you're driving we can tell we know that we can separate your vroom vroom noises from the actual vroom vrooming of the motor our algorithm can do that, and so it knows that you just love cars so much. You love cars so much, you pretend you're in a faster car in your car, so we can keep sending you advertisements of fast cars because you're going to click them. We know you love it, and one day you'll probably buy a car. We predicted with our algorithm at your current rate of income and the current rate of uh, credit you're borrowing, you're, you're probably going to be in the market for a fast car next year. We know it, so we're going to up our ad campaign. We're going to show you two fast cars we're gonna give you two fast cars make you compare you're gonna start we're gonna send you to uh, we're gonna point some consumer reports articles you know or whatever whatever driver fancy or i don't know what it's called but you know the fucking car and driver whatever the fuck like you're gonna get it you're gonna get a motherfucker you're gonna get as many of these websites as we can give you you're gonna fucking yeah at some point you will wake up thinking about cars only I mean, you already do, but you'll be thinking about the cars we want you to think about because ultimately we've predicted that you're going to be in the market for a car next year, and by that time, we will have narrowed down your choices okay, for you. I mean, you're going to think you're going to, you did it, but it was us. It was us over a long period of time. It's a long game. See, we're slowly shifting your behavior, slowly. See, uh, human beings are very short-sighted right we only see what's in front of us day to day we barely remember things that we're not really thinking of things in the long term anymore that's sort of the world we live in i have to admit right there's not a lot of long-term thinking a lot of that is perhaps because of the fiat standard that we live in if you listen to Sefadin amus the writer of the bitcoin standard if you listen to his podcast if you just read the bitcoin standard you could see it's all about time preference right there's like low time preference and high time preference and High time preference, I always mix these up, but anyways, one of them means you can wait, and the other one means you can't. And right now, we're very short-term thinkers, you know? We don't, we don't really think in the long term. We don't think about 10 years ahead. We don't think about 20 years ahead. That's why we are ultimately losing a battle with China, because we our strategic thinking is based on every two years, right? Every midterm election and the regular election. It's just two years. Two years. You can barely get anything done. Those motherfuckers have like hundreds of years, and you know they're like opium war. We're gonna we're gonna get you back for this opium. <laughs> you know they're like boxer rebel. America was there to put down the boxer rebellion. You don't think they fucking? You don't think they remember that shit? Though you don't think they, they hold a grudge, man? They hold a grudge. We forget everything. We don't hold grudge. We don't even know the grudges. We have no idea what grudges people have against us because we're just like. It's like the guy in Memento. It's like if a goldfish could just wreck people's lives. You know, the goldfish is just moving in forward in time. Somehow it's just like some kind of drunk, degenerate goldfish who's out, always asking you for money and it's just blowing it all. It's just fucking goldfish is just blowing all the money. But the goldfish has no short-term memory. He can't remember. So he just goes from one casino to strip house, strip house, strip club getting New York strip stakes <laughs> and, you know, just blowing everything, coming back. It is a, no memory at all. That's us. Fiat brained and also really the boomer mentality, right? The boomer mentality of just shop till you drop, get it, charge it to daddy. And now that they're daddy, they're daddy. They're still charging it. They're still charging it to themselves. Fucking boomers. 
You know how I feel about boomers. They're fucking hippies against the war, and now they're all rah-rah pro-war, right? They're the biggest hypocrites. Hippies to hypocrites, right? Hippiecrits. That's what they are. The boomers are just big old hippiecrits, okay? Fucking bunch of boomers yelling at me for protesting the Iraq war in 2003, telling me that I was, those bombs were, those bombs were protecting my freedom. One of them unironically yelled at me, same fucking bitch who was a hippie in the 60s. I mean, this bitch was a hippie. The total fucking left-wing hippie, and now she's like, those bombs are protecting my freedom. Um, right? And of course, I'm sure she hated Trump, and it was Trump, whatever, and didn't say a goddamn word about the war. You know, because that's what we have now, right? World is run by hypocrites. We're doing our best to get through it. Those that are not, we're doing our best to get through it. Those that feel like, okay, we're fucking freaks for thinking against the grain, right? We're freaks. But you don't want them to find out how you really think, right? You need to pretend at all costs, you know? Just pretend you're just one of them. Pretend you're an NPC. Pretend you're walking around. Just have a blank face. Nobody knows that you're thinking thoughts, that you're not allowed to think. You're thinking, in fact, you're not thinking any thoughts. No thoughts at all. No thoughts in your mind. No thoughts. Just someone else doing the thinking for you. Someone else doing the thinking for you. Someone said that to me on Twitter. Someone should do this. Someone should do the thinking for you. I was like, what? They should? I don't know. That sounds very authoritarian, right? That sounds very, very uh, you know, probably a Nazi. I don't know. Who cares? Um, people are fucking retards. Like, you know, that's really what it comes to. <laughs> I used to have a lot of faith in the average person. Um, and in some ways, I still do. I have some optimism about human nature, per, just in a general sense. Maybe like overall, but not like overwhelmingly, you know. But at the same time, how did we fucking get here? Like, are you being tortured in a dungeon right now? Are you... You could be tortured. Somebody could be tortured in a dungeon right now, and part of that torture is this podcast playing. They're playing this podcast to some poor soul locked in a dungeon somewhere as part of their sleep deprivation or as part of just their... I mean, and they're just screaming. They're just like, turn it off, please. Turn it no more. I can't take it anymore. He's not that funny. I don't know why he talks for so long and how come you listen? You ha- Why do you keep downloading? <laughs> why do you keep... And, you know, um, that could be happening. And if that's not happening, I feel like you're winning, right? I mean, if you're not being tortured in a dungeon right now with this as the soundtrack, then your life is pretty good. Okay? It's not so bad. It's not that bad. All right? It's not that bad. Listen, it, any, whatever's going on in your life right now, it could be worse. I mean, I don't know if that's consolation. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily consolation. That's what I used to feel better, but I know I'm not like everyone else. I'm kind of funny or different. You know what I mean? I'm not, I, but that's what I do. I just think of myself missing a leg. I go, ah, oh, man, I fucking... I lost like some money. I lost like 20 bucks, like a $20 bill. Lost it. I was like, fuck. God. Fuck. You know, I'm just like, ah, $20. 20. Fuck your dollar. No one could have gotten with that $20. But then I was like, what if I lost $20? What if I had the $20 back, but I lost a leg? What if my leg was gone, but I had that $20? Would you pay $20 to get your leg back? Would I pay $20? Is it worth $20 to get your leg back and have some gratitude about your fucking life? Okay? Because it could be so much worse. There's so much worse. There were so many worse things going on out there. And you have to just be the victim. You have to, oh, poor you lost 20, 20, 20. There's people who have fucking lost limbs out there. Do you understand? Okay. Protecting my freedom. Protecting my freedom. All right. Um, and uh, they did a great job of protecting it. I just feel like uh, perhaps I didn't do a great job of holding on to it. I mean, I definitely gave away. I just gave it away. Gave it to Facebook. Gave it. Gave, take it. Take it. Take. Oh, the most valuable thing I have to give you: my identity, my behavior, and my spending patterns, and my location data. Oh no! Take it for free. Take it on the house. On the house. On the house. 
you know what I did? You know what they say? They say if you're not paying for the product, you are the product, right? Like I am the product. Well, fuck it. Then I'm a, you know, I'm a product of generosity. All right. I'm a product of charity. I'm a product, right? I'm product placement. Okay. Put me in the produce section. Okay. I'm a producer of data for you. Big tech, big government, all those, everybody together, together, holding hands together, (laughs) big tech, big government, holding hands with me. And really is it what could go wrong? What could go wrong with giant monopolistic corporations who hoover up all the information on you ever combining forces with the government who's also interested in hoovering up all the data you ever do just in case just in case you ever you know step out of line just in case you're uh, you know a terrorist uh, just in case you have bad thoughts just in case just in case you're unvaccinated you're unvaccinated just in case you're unvaccinated we track you we need to track everybody soon we, you know what if you're thinking things what if you're thinking things we don't think are right you know like vi- this is what's going to happen they're going to say just like viruses this is what ha- you know just like viruses thoughts are contagious ideologies are contagious i mean they are they are i mean <laughs> look at what's going on in in the schools right look at what's going on out there a lot of ideologies infecting people making people see things through a certain lens i myself admit maybe i'm infected right i well i'm definitely infected by the comedy bug so i can't help but filter things through the lens of comedy right to see what's funny about something what's absurd what are the contradictions what is what's goofy what's whatever whatever is funny Whatever's funny, I, I can't help but to see through the lens of that. Of course, part of that lens is hypocrisy. So that kind of lends itself to some kind of truth detection or at least something funny. Fun, funny being like off, right? I think a lot of things are funny, not only because of the truth we know, but also because of the glaring contradiction or some kind of whatever, just some kind of like um, unexpected or expected the adversarial or opposite nature of what I'm saying, you know, just like that's just part of what it just creates. It's just funny because nothing is set. Nothing is solid. Everybody knows anything can be bullshit. Anything can be serious. And then it can also be bullshit. Okay. Anything can be funny. The most horrible thing in the world can be funny. It can't just depending on the context. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong. That's the whole thing. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Torturers get together and laugh, right? And they torture. I mean, I don't, could I see the humor in it? Sure, but it'd be, part of it is the horror, right? The horror is part of it. You know, you the, some of the funniest people are probably morticians, just people dealing with death, right? Is that, but why? Why? Is it because they're cruel? Because they're evil people? Evil, funny people. <laughs> the evil, funny people. Evil. I don't think evil or good is funny. That's the whole thing. It's like if you're really evil, you're truly evil or truly good. that's not that's the opposite of funny because funny is about contradictions these people don't understand contradict they want to get rid of contradictions they can't be it's just hard they can't be fuck around evil truly evil truly good people can't really fuck around just like truly racist people they're not funny truly racist people they because everything's serious it's all they're taking it all very serious so it's hard for them it's very hard for them to make fun of something they take so seriously that's the thing Okay, that's the thing. And so can I make fun of, I mean, I can make fun of uh, freedom, right? I can make fun of comedy. I can make fun of Bitcoin, sure. I can make fun of it all. It's On some level, it's completely retarded. I'll say it again. It's completely retarded, right? But on some other level, it pays to be a retard. Not pays like in a dollar dollar way. I mean, just in like a, a spiritual way. You know, something that we're totally bereft of. Something that people seek in religion, you know, they seek through community. They seek, however, however, but basically something we have no connection with, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, drugs might have been one way to get in touch with it, but they severed that, right? We're just just now starting to come back to psychedelic, you know, uh, research, researching how MDMA could help. PTSD and stuff and other letters, right? All sorts of letters, X, Y, O, O, D, you know, all these things. All these things are happening. 
All these things are happening. This is what I do. I, it's like I'm serious, and then you realize this guy is out of his mind. That is sort of my comedic style, is a descent into madness. Okay, that's what it is. Anyways, I just think that like we've just given up, given up our privacy, right? Given up our data, and is it important? Is privacy important? I wonder. Is it ultimately? I mean, we. So, I always think about like the Bill of Rights, right? The Bill of Rights basically just they couldn't get through finishing up the Constitution without being like, "Listen, we gotta do this other shit. We gotta do the Bill of Rights because, uh, you know, we I, it's it's not enough." Which put in there the three fifths compromise or the the fact that uh, money can only be a certain weight of silver and gold, you know, that's not enough. We need bill. We need rights. Bill of Rights. So. First one we all know, freedom of speech, right? Apparently Nazis, only Nazis want that now, but freedom of speech. Number two is uh, right to bear arms. Also Nazis somehow only want to uh, do that. Number three, quartering soldiers, right? I bet you it's not the Nazis who want to do that one. (laughs) Seems like it's the other side that probably would do that. I don't know. At, At this point, I used to think it would be the right to do Something like that. Send soldiers into your house. But now I think they would be like, I don't know. I think they'd be like soldiers wearing the rainbow flag or something. I don't know. Soldiers, peaceful, woke soldiers of the woke brigade coming to your house, making sure you don't say certain words, making sure you're not racist, making sure you're not spreading the patriarchy. You know, that's what it seems like. Maybe maybe it'll all change. Maybe everything, everything's... I mean, I did say that America goes in fast cycles. You never know. Two years from now, we could be... I don't really know. We could have Christian Christian conservative media running everything. Everything is Christian. Jesus is everywhere. Worshiping Christ our Lord is the most dominant form of cultural expression. Just a huge revival of Jesus worship in America. You know? Just people are just like, I love Jesus, man. Uh, we really strayed, but I'm back. You know, and people, the prodigal son, you know, t- telling all the parables. Parables, making their music videos about Jesus, rap songs, you know, fucking, just fucking, uh, you know, it's just like, Jesus, what? Huh? Yeah, Jesus now. What? Yeah, you know, that's, I feel like the rap should get better before, to truly honor the, the, the king, Christ, the king, Jesus Christo, uh, to truly honor Yahshua ben Yosef, right? To truly honor him, really like a Palestinian Jew, if you think about it. But what? what don't want to? No, no, of course. A uh, 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 marble esque statue of a Roman god, right? Look just like Jupiter. That's what. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> I mean, there's. Listen. Half of Korea thinks he's fucking Korean. You're right. So it just it doesn't matter. Everybody wants Jesus to be them. Everybody wants him on his Ah, that's but that was actually the genius of Christianity. They're like, oh yeah, he totally is. They just that's how you convert people. Oh yeah. You mean Jesus? He's Mexican? I'm like, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. 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 Like they just say, Yeah, yeah, man. The first Christian nation was Armenian. They're probably all like, bro, he's Armenian, bro. He's well, of course he's the first Christian of course he's Armenian, bro. I'm like, yeah, okay, Armenia is nowhere near Jerusalem, but it's fine. We don't this is not about truth. Okay? I mean it is and it isn't. It's about truth through a lie. You understand? That's the, the contradiction of the human experience, right? Truth through lies. At least in the realm of spirit. Because ultimately, spirit cannot be uh, quantified, right? You can't just be like, X times four spirit, there's 10 gallons of spirit. You just can't, you know, you can't really do it. It's just, uh, it's part of the, um, I guess it's called the nominal world. There's the phenomenal world. Yeah, that's the realm of the senses and reality and the nominal world, right? The internal sort of like how you interpret things, your brain, the way your brain, you know, and because of this contradiction, this dichotomy of, uh, and I think also we have two sides of a brain. Here we go. Psychology, psycho- four years, five years of psychology, not going down the all the down the tubes, still got some tubes left squeezing out that 
value from that student loan of psychology. Okay, anyways, we have two, uh, we have a corpus callosum that separates the two halves of our brain, and the two halves of our brain are actually like two separate brains. They've done a lot of studies where people have had that thing severed, the thing in the middle. A lot of epileptics and stuff need it severed, uh, and it helps them. And when, once they did that, they found out that the fucking two sides of the brains are like two different brains. They'll even like lie and stuff, and they don't, since they can't communicate with each other, they're actually like kind of competing with each other. So one side of the brain has language, but the other side of the brain, right, has, um, wait, one side is language. The other side, I think, oh, is like a holistic, like drawing. Like you can do draw. So like, you know, you could show one brain, like you cover an eye and be like, can you see a pencil? And they'd be like, no, but you'd be like, hey, draw something that comes to mind. And the person will draw a pencil, right? Like, you know, they've done, it's crazy. So what they're figuring out, I mean, they're bare, barely getting around or figuring out what this stuff is. And maybe with psychedelic research, we they'll be able to. And, of course, they'll throw nanobots in there and whatever. But anyways, maybe they'll figure out, like, what the fuck is the deal? Is it really two brains? Is two brains connecting? And, you know, it's two brains kind of hashing it out between each other and figuring out what, what's the middle. What's the middle ground here? And that's the best. That's maybe the best we got. And isn't that a little metaphor for everything, right? Just for the contradictions, the contradictory nature of reality and consciousness, right? It's just this idea is like, okay, there's supposed to be a reality, an objective reality out there, but the only way we can perceive it is through subjective perception. That's the only way. It's the only way we, there's no way of really, really knowing. There's not, even if you set up a camera and you said, yeah, you got to look at it. You just, it's still, like if a bee looked at it, they could see a whole different spectrum of, a, of the electromagnetic uh, light, right? They could see. They'd... <sighs> All right. Perhaps I've, I've wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about privacy, and instead I'm talking about bees watching video footage and seeing ultraviolet light. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess my whole thing is that I'm seeing this debate, uh, you know, and th- it's something that I'm personally wondering about just in terms of life. Okay. Uh, like for instance, I am a stand-up comedian. I want my name to be out there. I want to be public, right? I want to be out there, but I am also kind of getting into the Bitcoin ethos and seeing the importance of anonymity or pseudo anonymity or whatever, like, you know, hiding yourself, hiding, uh, a lot of things and the contradiction is of course bitcoin is the most transparent network so you can so it's not anonymous it's pseudonymous nobody knows whose wallet is what or whatever um but still i want to be public figure right and i want to be public bitcoiner because i do feel that like it's important to have people willing to take the hit or willing to be out there and just be public and advocate be an advocate for something right it's not like bitcoin has a marketing department it's not like bitcoin has any there's nothing I just like believe in it, you know? I just believe in the protocol. I believe in the community. I think they have the best memes. You know, there you go. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I that's where I'd like, part of me is like, should I just erase everything and just go dark, right? I mean, because logically, if what I think is happening is true, that there we are ultimately inside of a digital panopticon, right? Like a giant pen, where we're only free to do what we're, we're we're allowed to do, but outside of that, we're not. You know, you will be canceled. You will be jailed. You will be every arm of the state will come and crush you the second you decide to resist in any way. If that's true, then why not just go completely dark, just disappear, go off the grid, just become, just get out of there, just poof, poof, piss. You know, why not just, you know, like a ninja, like I throw the. And then the, the smoke bomb comes up, and then I'm just gone. It's like, where is he? He's gone. Track his Bitcoin addresses. They're all gone. You know? Like, is that is that what we have to do? We have to go into the woods? We dig a hole in the woods and go in and make a tunnel? Make a tunnel under a lake and then tap into the water, and hopefully we don't drown in the tunnel that we created under the lake? Why Why would you listen to me making this tunnel? I don't I have a degree in psychology. That's not a tunnel, uh, you know, that's not for tunnels. Don't listen to me. Don't dig don't dig a tunnel under a body of water and expect I don't know. I don't know what you thought would happen. Anyways, uh is that what we're gonna have to do? Go underground like that. Literally. Literally go under the ground. 
into a bunker, some kind of bunker, fortified bunker, machine guns pointed at the hatch, one hatch with a ladder coming down, 50 caliber machine guns at the bottom pointed directly in a L L kill zone, like an L-shaped kill zone type. You know what I mean? That's that's what we need. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do in order. I mean, you know, or 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 is it that? And this is what I've heard argued. Also that, you know, uh, something like Bitcoin is coming. It's inevitable and it doesn't matter about, you know, all this stuff like KYC, know your customer, these regulations where they're trying to track you, see how much Bitcoin you have, try, see, see what your financial data is like, you know, track all that. Like none of that's going to matter. It's all going to go away. It's all going to be gone. It's all going to be just some paradigm shift is coming. Bitcoin's going to swallow the fucking Fed. Every, like there's just, it fixes everything. There's no point. One Bitcoin is a Bitcoin doesn't matter none of it ma it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah you just fucking get as much bitcoin as you can who cares who i don't care if osama bin laden himself fucking had that bitcoin you fucking stack it um you know it seems very extreme both both polarities feel quite extreme just the idea that like we're gonna be forever in a complete panopticon which actually does seem true <laughs> it just seems true but I do feel like maybe going underground, digging a tunnel under a lake is extreme. Maybe that's extreme. Maybe only having guns, Bitcoin and guns, that's it. Just and a horse, a horse, like a hardware wallet and a fucking and like three, four guns, like little one, like two little ones on your person because they get close, like a big one, big gun, big, like a. Like a, okay, like a rifle. Okay, let's get a rifle. We'll get a rifle for distance, right? You want to be smart. I'm not trying to run up on people with a shotgun and fucking just buck at them. You know, okay. But then, but then maybe, yeah, uh, a close ranger, like a little bit of a close ranger, like a shotgun. That would be really heavy to carry a rifle and a shotgun. So maybe uh, a pistol would be the best thing for close range, even though the accuracy, you know, it's, it's all a trade off. To trade off, I suppose. Perhaps the best thing to do would be have some kind of AR-15 that's like a mid-range. Can't get the long-range sniper thing going on, but at least it's mid-range and and somewhat closer. You know, it's a, it's a good sort of mid-range. You know, whenever I played Call of Duty, I did like the uh, the sort of M4s or the you know that kind of instead of the long-range sniper rifle or the shotgun. So maybe that's um, yeah, maybe using my Call of Duty preference is the best way of organizing what weapon choice I will have in this whatever resistant what am i doing fighting the i guess i'm kind of like the unabomber or like one of those like militia groups that hold up in the middle and then the government tries to come or something i'm expecting them to come come take my bitcoin and my guns you know and so i got i gotta have more guns and bitcoin <laughs> they're gonna come take my guns and bitcoins i gotta get as much of those things as possible i don't know something about that just doesn't seem right right but then the other side of like, well, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Give your data away. Just get as much bigger, all the Bitcoin and get, just get who cares? Who cares if they know KYC yourself, just expose yourself. Fuck it. Who gives a fuck? Show your face everywhere and every camera say, hello, make sure you have your ID too. have your ID in your hand as soon as you walk into any store because there's cameras everywhere and you want them to just make sure it's you double. They have two faces on camera. Like your face and your ID, the face of you on the ID, and they match both of those on that one. I mean, that you you're giving them so much. You know what I mean? You've given. You also have the ID on. They know that's you now. They got they. You were doing them such a favor. You're making that. They should give you something for that. Maybe like extra. Um, you can have more followers or something. Yeah, they could up your follower count. You know, there's like a max follow, and fuck it, you could have like fuck a million follow. You know why you want two million? Here you go, You're two million followers. Boom. Thanks for your data, bitch. Uh, you know, maybe that's, maybe that. You know, I don't know about that either. I don't know if you should just give it all away, and I don't think it's just like I got nothing to worry about. You don't. You don't have anything to worry about. I mean, that's very confident. I just feel like you. There's no way of knowing. What people are going to decide uh, is cancelable, you know, good. This is a good thing. This is the wrong thing. This is, remember, look, it wasn't that long ago, okay, when Trump was president, 
It was less than a year ago, Trump was president. He was talking about rolling out vaccines. And everybody was like, I'm not taking that vaccine. I'm not taking the Trump vaccine. I'm that. Now, it's less than a year later, and people are like, you, the Trump supporters, are the ones not taking the vaccine. Right? You better take the vaccine. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The vaccine versus unvaccinated. We should give them stars. We should give them yellow wristbands, stars, mark them. And now there's data coming out that the vaccinated are getting just as sick, if not more, than the unvaccinated. The vaccine doesn't seem to be helping stop the spread or stopping hospitalizations. And very possible, if you listen to Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, uh, inventor of the mRNA technology that these vaccines are based on, uh, him saying that, oh, this is possibly the worst-case scenario of rolling out a vaccine like this so fast where you're now getting, like, antibody-dependent uh, exposure or I can't whatever. It's like the fucking vaccine accelerates your uh, immune system's attack on the virus and then it, it accelerates its mutation. Possible. I don't know. That's what he's saying. I don't know anything. I mean, he's been, of course, canceled by the medical community because he isn't bending the knee, even though he's the guy who invented the... But none of that matters. Look, none of that matters. And I'm not. I'm not trying to scare you guys. I know... You know, some of you are vaccinated. I know you went and did it, you know. And I know you see Pfizer saying you need a third shot. Now, sorry. You know, I know you see that. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to rain on your parade. The original parade you had of taking the vaccine to be free. I have empathy. I have sympathy. I I mean, look, people want to be free. People want to not be sick. People want to whatever. They were really, and they'll fucking fool you, man. That's the whole thing is they will use you, use your own good intentions against you, you know, and it's possible, you know, it's not like 100% of the people took any of these vaccines are dropping dead. I mean, that's not what it is. Of course not. But it's in millions and millions and millions and millions of doses, billions, right? Getting up to the billions of doses getting out. Out of all those, you don't think some freaky stuff's going to happen with new technology? I mean, you don't think something uh, freaky stuff, you know, freaky deaky? I mean... I think the data, I mean, the data's there. So that's the problem. They, they can't even, they even had fucking Fauci on camera being like, yeah, we found the same amount of viral fragrance in the vaccinated as unvaccinated. <laughs> and then you could hear Chris Hayes going, ooh, right? You could hear fucking MSNBC news anchors going, ah. Ooh. You know, they, you can't hide that. You can't hide those numbers. Can't hide those numbers. What does it mean? We don't know. Why? It's all new. All of this is new. It's uh yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So we'll see. Could my unvaccinated sperm be worth more than Bitcoin in the future? Pot very possible. Very possible. Could the government come kick down my door and force me to take the vaccine, thus nullifying, thus destroying the value of my unvaccinated sperm in the future? Yes. Yes. I think they could totally track my bitcoin <laughs> transactions to my home address uh link that to my medical data see that i'm not vaccinated kick down my door and fucking force me to force me to take they'll give me two three all three pfizer doses at once you know like take that golden sperm take that you know fucking just kick me in the nuts while they're out. or maybe they'll take two they'll take two doses of the pfizer and stick it in each testicle. Ah, uh, stick it in each one in each testicle. They're holding me down like no, and expose his balls, and then fucking take my balls out. And then one, ah, one in each, and then a third one up the urethra. That's what they would do. They would gladly do that. They would do that. They would do it for free. I bet you they could find volunteers. I bet I have enough enemies out there. They could form a squad of four or five people to come knock down my. T- Knocked out my door and forced me to take the Pfizer, all three doses of the Pfizer vaccine through my cock and balls. I mean, that's just a thing that you don't think they could do. If I just thought of it, they've definitely done it. They've done this in Abu Ghraib. They've done this before. You, What do you think all those black sites are? You think they don't inject them with funny stuff and just to see? You don't think they do it for the goofs and science, but you don't, you don't think they just fucking... They fucking anally feeding hummus to these guys like fuck it doesn't even make you can't anally feed <laughs> all right i'm just saying a lot of stuff goes down in these black sites okay i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying 
<laughs> black sites matter, okay? That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, I just want to, okay, what do I want to close off with? Civil War. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> here's the whole thing. To KYC or to not KYC, right? Is it Or, or is it some amalgam of both? I, I feel like it is some kind of amalgam of both because just because it's, the future is uncertain. I guess that is the point of diversifying. If you have a portfolio of any kind, they want you to diversify, right? That's right. Diversify into stocks and gold, right? You want some crypto, put some crypto, you know, land. Put it in a lot of different baskets. I got I got you. I got you. I got you. You know, I get you. I get you, buddy. I get you. Now, of course, we're talking on a protocol level, so we're talking about, like, say, the internal combustion engine. Right. Of course, there's many different varieties, but what if you had gotten in on the beginning of that, like Henry Ford? I don't know. Um, I'm just saying that the central bankers, Christine Lagarde, has admitted that Bitcoin is like a life raft, is an escape valve from the financial system, from the fiat financial system, from the fiat financial system where they keep printing money, devaluing your store of wealth, devaluing our unit of account, devaluing everything. We'd price everything in dollars, but they're fucking devaluing the dollars behind us. They're stealing it f from us. And yet, yet we can't help it, of course. We can't help but be the people we are. But I, I just wonder, you know, people are like, well, if you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to worry about when it comes to like privacy. When Snowden revealed that like, oh, they're spying on everybody, everything. William Binney, before Snowden, Okay, William Binney. He was the fucking head of the NSA, right? But he was smart. He did something because they're not trying to kill him or nothing. They did put him in the psych ward for a while. No no relation to my psychology degree. It was not by my recommendation, okay? Uh, I would have said set him free. But William Binney, head cryptologist, like he fucking, the head cryptologist at the NSA whistle blew the domestic spying program. Uh, back in the Bush years. Then Snowden came with more evidence that it wasn't just this domestic spying program that they had, but that the NSA was colluding with big tech, the telecommunications companies, with all of them, to just hoover up all our data into friggin' server farms, right? All that stuff was proven by Snowden. Of course, now Snowden's like, Russia, he's Russia, you know. But whatever. So... In the end, if the state lies, okay, the state lied to us about drugs, about war, definitely lying to us about COVID, the state lies, why should you trust them? I mean, this is just a question that I ask myself. Like, should I just trust them anyway? Should I just keep trusting them? They keep lying. But maybe it's just like, you know, Mistakes happen. Maybe they're not really lying. They're just really kind of dumb. But they mean well. They're just sort of like bumbling. I don't know. Like just, uh, you know, this is like kind-hearted simpleton type thing. It, they're like uh, kind of like a jo Lenny. J uh, George. No. Hey, George. Lenny. Lenny is the, yeah, of Mice and Men. You know, like a giant, a giant strong retard who kills people accidentally, though. But from hugging them. From hugging them, you know, and I'll call him George. And, you know, I'm hugging them. He just, he, I'll hug him and smash him and shoot him from the sky with robots and call him George. You know, and that's just what it is. It's just a lovable, uh, powerful uh, imbecile who just doesn't want to hurt anyone but just constantly does constantly hurts everyone constantly lies and hurts people but doesn't doesn't mean to he means well right that's that's that makes more sense that makes more sense than maybe you shouldn't trust them it doesn't really matter if they're retarded or evil you, it seems like you shouldn't trust them you know shouldn't trust shouldn't trust the government right i mean not doesn't seem crazy am i a crazy person for saying Shouldn't trust the people who lie to us all the time? If someone in your life lied to you all the time, would you trust them? It seems like you're dumb. You would be the dumb one at that point. At some point, the onus is on you, right? Like at some point, 
sure, that person's the asshole for fucking being, you know, so violent or whatever, destroying whole countries. I, you know, I'm like, sure, what a dick. But at some point, when are you enabling that? You know, it's like being in an abusive relationship and the husband's beating up the kid or the wife's kicking the shit out of the kid all the time. And you just kind of let it happen. You're just like, ah, you know, what do I got to do? She, she's going to yell at me. If I, you know, like what? You, I don't know. At some point, are you not implicated in all of this as well? I mean, I know I am. I'm not. I'm guilty. I did it. I'm I'm part of this whole circus. Like, I'm, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else. I'm just trying to keep my eyes open about it, right? I'm just trying to see how long can I live with myself knowing the hypocrisy <laughs> that I am, you know, of being an American, of being right. Just by being here uh, in this country and alive, I am at the top of a meat grinder, just a meat grinder of just carnage and death. Just whether it's factory farming or the military industrial complex or just fucking every all of it, uh, and I'm at the top of it. I'm not at the very, very top. I'm at a sort of like a, you know, let's just say like one step up from the base of the pyramid, okay? Like, you know, the, but still, not bad. Not terrible, not down there. I mean, that one really is like, we're down there. The base, base of the pyramid, you don't want to be there. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you'll be happy. I don't know. You might be. But I feel like, you know, shouldn't trust the state, right? And ultimately, what is the state trying to do? Is the state trying to divide people, you know, so that people don't unite, right? The last thing I feel like most states want is for everybody to unite against them. They want the, they want the people fighting each other so that the state can come in as the arbiter, some kind of mediator. So the state can come in with more firepower. The state can come in with this and that. You know what I mean? You know, in this day and age, we are the product. We're the product now. And in this day and age, they've done a good job of diverting or uh, dividing reality into two camps, right? You got your left and your right, your red and your blue, right? You're fucking, you're in there, you know, you're woke and you're based. You're in there. Are you in there? Are you one of the camps? Which side are you on? The Coke and Pepsification, the blood and crippification of everything, right? And of course, it's all demographics. It's just marketing. Civil war is a marketer's dream, okay? If you really think about it, a civil war is the best thing that can happen uh, to marketing because now there's no... They know who to market to. There's just one side or the other. You know, there's none of this crossover. There's no bleeding in between. It's very clear. You got uh, this team or that team, red or blue. We got uh, this. Team. That's why race is so great. You'd be like white or black. You know, like why? That's why we need more divisive things so that we can market to people and be like, you guys are different. You really need this uh, potato chip that has this packaging on it. <laughs> okay. I got a buddy whose dad works at a chip factory. They make fucking wrap snacks and country snacks. Fucking same chip, different bags. You understand? That's America. Same chip, different bags. Okay? Um. Anyways, I guess I should wrap it up. I've been going on for quite some time. What the hell have I been talking about? I guess I've been talking about just my concerns about KYC or not KYC. To not KYC. To KYC or to not KYC. That is the question. Okay, and I think so far the answer for me is both. Is just both because I there's no way of knowing what the outcome of anything is. The reason I think uh, personally to have a stack of KYC Bitcoin is in case you ever need to do something like get a house or do something where you're having to go back through the traditional banking system. Okay, so Bitcoin I can see as an escape valve. But if you're using it simply as a store of value to trade into dirty cuck bucks later so you can do regular, ordinary, square things like get a house or get a car or get something, you know, that makes sense. Probably best to not coin join your stuff to get your Bitcoin from an ATM, you know, to not be able to get Bitcoin where you can't be tracked. But on the other hand, there's a very good chance that they're going to try to take account of the holdings of everybody's Bitcoin and then tax you for it. And it wouldn't be hard with all the data we've been giving them, right? It wouldn't be hard at all. 
So I guess it would be just to, you'd be preparing for that possibility, but also having a little something on the side, you know, like gold bars, unmarked gold bars in a safe. Not a bad thing, right? That's it. Unmarked, unregistered handguns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not for, just for target practice. God, I always have to think the worst of me. Um, well, anyways, I think that's, uh, you know, it all remains up in the air for me. I don't know. It, it, it's um, no real clear answer just because you have to sort of, you know, in this day and age, you it's not enough to just be part of one world or the other. You got to you have to cross worlds. It's a it's a it's. You know, there's a fiat world out there. It's not going to go away. Hyper-Bitcoinization could come. But in the meantime, what if you want to do regular things? There's regular things that need to be done. So, you know, I think everybody has their own individual profile, risk profile, privacy needs, whatever the fuck. Well, I don't know what I'm saying. None of this is, uh, this is all financial advice. This is If you take this financial advice, I, God rest your soul okay god re- <laughs> don't do it don't take anything from me except um a laugh take my laughs please i don't know if that works that doesn't quite work listen this is all kind of a workshoppy type of thing uh thank you very much for listening i appreciate you for listening uh i a random listener shouted out to me on Discogs of all places. Discogs. Dr. Eric, if you're listening, if I can shout out to you, if I, hell yeah. Uh, you made it through that whole rant uh, and to this shout out. So fuck yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Please follow me on Twitter at Rojan Kim. Go to Rojan.Kim. You can see my podcast and my newsletter. You can go to Swan Bitcoin slash Rojan to get some KYC sats. Okay. Sometimes you might need some KYC sats. Get those there. Otherwise, uh bisc atm you got to learn a lot of stuff a lot of these tools you got to start learning you know that's the price of sovereignty is taking responsibility for yourself it just makes it a little harder but you know it's little by little right including privacy get off some of these platforms get off some of these things little by little you know um okay little by little is also how i'm describing this sign off it's happening very very slowly little by little i will eventually get off the air or the microphone anyways thank you for listening goodbye